Today's reading is 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. So when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left on our own in Athens. We sent Timothy, our brother and fellow worker for God in the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that none of you would be shaken by these trials. For you know that we are destined for this. Indeed, when we were with you, we kept warning you that we would suffer persecution. And as you know, it has come to pass. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I set to find out about your faith, for fear that the tempter had somehow tempted you and caused our labor to be in vain. But just now Timothy has returned from his visit with the good news about your faith, your love, and the fond memories you have preserved, longing to see us, just as we long to see you. For this reason, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we have been reassured about you because of your faith. For now we can go on living as long as you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we adequately thank God for you in return for our great joy over you in his presence? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking from your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord cause you to increase and overflow with love for one another and for everyone else, just as our love for you overflows, so that he may establish your hearts in blamelessness and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Amen. This is God's Word. When someone asks me to pray for someone I don't know, I usually ask if the person I'm praying for is a Christian. It is disturbing to me how often the answer I get back is, I don't know, but I'll leave that for another day. Often the answer I get back is something like this, oh, I'm not sure. I mean, he says he is, but I'm not sure. In that answer, the person asking me to pray is telling me that they don't see much, if any, fruit of Christianity in the life of the person they've asked me to pray for. A similar situation happens when someone dies, and I don't know the person, but I'm asked to do that person's funeral, which I'm always happy to do, by the way. I always ask if the person who died knew the Lord. Sometimes the answer is, yes, he told me he got saved when he was little. But when I talk with family and friends, there is often no more mention of faith in Christ. The people who knew that person best never remarked on his love for Christ or his service in the church or anything that comes naturally to a follower of Jesus. A person becomes a Christian by faith alone, but that faith is the first evidence of a new birth, and like a newborn baby, new Christians show signs of life. New Christians grow. New Christians eventually show signs of Christian maturity. New Christians start putting to death sin in their lives. If there are no signs of spiritual life in a person, that person is unsaved. If that person showed signs of life for a while, but then they went away never to return, that person is not a Christian. That's what Paul was concerned about here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Earlier in the book, Paul wrote about how powerfully the gospel had saved and changed the Thessalonians. You can look at that in 1 Thessalonians 1, 4, and 5, 1, 8 through 10, 2, 13 through 14. But after the initial signs of spiritual life, Paul was concerned about how they were doing spiritually in his absence. So he sent Timothy, according to chapter 3, verse 2, to find out about your faith, according to verse 5. 
And what was Paul's concern? Verse 5 continues by saying, I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you, and that our labors might have been in vain. The word vain means empty. In other words, Paul was afraid that their faith might not have been genuine. He worried that the church might have fallen apart because everyone walked away from Christ. With the arrival of Timothy, though, came good news about your faith and love, according to verse 6. So Paul wrote, Now we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. And he wrote that in verse 8. We say, once saved, always saved. And that's true. You can't lose your salvation. And praise God for that. But the Bible says there are many people who seem to receive Christ, but they don't continue to follow him. They lack perseverance, which is the theological word we use to describe how every Christian continues in the faith. The Bible talks about this kind of believer who has faith or says they have faith, but doesn't have any works, doesn't continue to follow the Lord. Well, the Bible talks about that kind of a believer and tells us that that person is not a Christian. You don't follow Christ to get saved. You follow Christ because you're saved, because he has saved you. And so if you're not following Christ, then either you were not saved or God's discipline will come into your life and you'll begin following him. It's really that simple. We should look differently at and think differently about those people around us who say they are saved but live disobediently to Christ. We should warn them and urge them to consider whether they really know Christ or not. We should pray for them to genuinely come to Christ. We should also not get complacent in our own faith in Christ. There should be evidence of your walk with Christ somewhere. And that evidence should be ongoing in your life. So how much is there? How good is the quality of that evidence? And I hope you'll think that over today as you go about your business, as you go about your life, and uh, that it will help you to think about your faith and your growth in the Lord. May God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.